Welcome to the Empowered Homes Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to grow strong families by connecting church and home. Today's episode is a special one. It is the audio recording of a session that we did um, called Raising Kids in a Blended Family. Look, blended families have its own opportunities and challenges, and we talk about uh, how do we practically do it? How do we practically put our kids first and intentionally put our kids first um, because they didn't decide the divorce or the situation, um, but how do we best handle um, discipline and uh, taking care and raising our kids uh, when it comes to blended family. It's a great episode. If you want more information uh, about this episode or anything, you can always find more at empoweredhomes.org. Today's topic, we have an incredible panel, uh, and we're talking about raising kids in a blended family. And myself, I grew up in a weird blended family. I had all kinds of crazy. Uh, my mom was married a few times, and so I had step-siblings as we went. My dad was married a few times, so we had step-siblings as I went. So I'm a product of a blended family. So today we're going to talk about raising kids in a blended family. And, and I know we could talk for days on all the ins and outs of, of this, but we're going to focus specifically on some key questions that we get asked all the time with uh, raising blended families. So uh, Todd and Lori, we'll start with you guys. You've been married for nine years and you've got six kids between you. Uh, w- one of the biggest challenges or questions we get is how do we manage uh, successfully and healthily uh, the ex-spouse relationships together and, and making it about the kids? So, Todd, I will start with you. What are some things that just seem to work for you guys? Sounds like you can answer the questions better than you've, li- <laughs> you've lived it already. Um, you know, I think for us, we want to make sure that we filtered those relationships with ex-spouses through the filter of what are our kids experiencing? What are they thinking? Um, You know, I think of different events in their life, especially as they were going through school, uh, into college. Um, We, of course, attended those events, basketball games or cheering events or those kind of things. And ex-spouses are always there, obviously. And we would always go straight to them. You know, when we would walk in to a facility, and greet them. Um, often, we would even sit with them. We would sit with them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, because we know that the, our kids are sitting out there looking for their parents, and um, and often, oftentimes at the end of the that event, parents split up. We tried to just stay together so they could feel somewhat of a normal experience. So even though it was uncomfortable maybe for you guys, yes. you did it. Yeah, it wasn't the them. first thing we thought of we wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah. But it was but it was but it was, it was the best things for the children. Wow. You know, and I think of um, events like uh, birthday, birthday parties, parties, graduation parties. Um, if we hosted those, we always included their um, mom or dad and um, that extended family. Wow. Yeah, you guys are talking about yeah. doing the same thing. Well, yeah, I mean, interestingly, weddings. it goes on, right? 19 years, so now we're into weddings and high school graduations. So we've invited them over to, you know, pre-engagement parties and that sort of thing, uh, taking pictures with them at graduations mm-hmm. with the ex-spouse and, and, and us. Um, she taking, you know, she was taking the picture, so. Yeah. yeah. It gives you a lot of good giggles when you're alone. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and I know, Todd, and Dan and Judy, you can chime in, too. I know 
one of the things we talked about was sometimes some insecurities may pop up with, you know, uh, driving to meet the ex-spouse and, or mm. texting or speak into some of that. Well, you know, it, it, there has to be communication, obviously, between, especially when they're younger, um, and that, that does fade away as time goes on. But there has to be communication in order to, these kids are moving back and forth from home. And uh, we always sort of felt that um, as, they, as they got to an age that they can make the decision, they made the decision. Um, I understood that um, my kids are probably gonna wanna be with their mother. Uh, I'm not a mom, I'm a dad, something different about that. And the reverse was true in our home. And, uh, but we still encouraged them to go, Lori's children to go see their dad. And, and mine would come you know, to our house as well. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the communication between ex-spouses is so critical that that be, be cordial uh, so the kids don't uh, experience uh, a negative impact of that. You know, we never, we never spoke negatively of uh, ex-spouses in front of our children. And um, yeah, we don't yeah. either. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to say on insecurity is just that you know you need to be communicative with your new spouse and make sure you're sharing the information that is going back and forth. Uh, there can be lots of reasons for insecurity with ex-spouses, and so we just made a point to, to share exactly what was going on and wow. being completely open. That's yeah. huge. So yeah. what I hear with, with ex-spouses is, one, communication is key, making sure you guys are communicating with each other and making sure you you both know what you're communicating with the spouse, um, but also making it about the kids. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's uncomfortable or maybe it's, there's some awkward times, but what's best for the kids is, I think that's a huge takeaway when, when talking about uh, you know, ex-spouses. And another element of uh, ex-spouses is, is ex-family, extended, extended family, family yeah. of, of having to, to kind of manage with that. Judy and Dan, you guys have been married for 19 years. You've got four kids. Uh, what are some things you guys did uh, when it came to extended family, aunts, uncles, grandparents, and all of that? start and you can jump in if you want. I mean, first of all, we tried to extend the vision of our family uh, as a family unit. We wanted to reset that we're a, you know, a single family unit now. And we tried to extend that vision to our extended family. And so for holidays, you know, we would encourage them where it made sense to call the grandparents by their pet names, granny or granddad or whatever it may be. Um, the, we, we worked with our, our grandparents to include them and to be, you know, the same with them. Uh, and so, you know, they were participating in the white elephant gifts. They were getting the same number of gifts. Uh, if they couldn't be there because of the, the, the visitation schedules, we would make a point to actually plan an event with that grandparent so they could have that time. And it became really important to the kids, so much so that, you know, even our exes on occasion would actually change the schedule so they could go be a part of that event. Um, that happened after many years. That didn't happen right away. But. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I feel like we were super intentional about making it exciting and and building the kids up so that they would want to be a part of it. But in the background, we're working at where they could be a part of it. And we, we worked real hard to kind of paint a picture for ourselves and our children. And it just seemed to extend out to extended family. But the the rough spots, I think the things that were the hardest are the extended families of our ex-spouses because you, we only could do so much. So there, I feel like they're probably, um, we had to 
keep our mouth closed a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> about some things that were going on in other extended families. But we were just super intentional and in, because we knew we wanted our kids to feel a part of everything. Yeah, and you know, keeping the kids up front, yes. uh, they have no clue all the communication you're doing behind the scenes to try to make this happen. That's that's amazing. Well, the fact that the intentionality is, is the key. Mm-hmm. Somebody has got to be the one that, that, that takes the brunt is the bigger person. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And says, "I'm not. I'm not fighting through this. I'm not going to expose my children to this. Wow. That that we're we're going to make sure that on this end, they're getting a the, the best we can give them, and that it is it, the least amount of disruption in their life as possible, uh, considering what they're having to endure that they didn't sign up for." Wow. Yeah. I mean, building on that, Todd. The one thing we've talked a lot about is you got to kind of check your ego at the gate. Um, when it comes to your kids and, and, and extended family members and exes, you may be really frustrated. You may be angry. Uh, you know, there's a lot of emotions that go with that, but the kids don't need to see that. So you kind of have to swallow that a little bit and wow. do exactly what's best for the kids. And that sounds easy to say. It's not always easy to do, but it's really, oh, really man. important. Yeah. I wanted my house to be the greatest place where they wanted to come. And my, I wanted my mom to be their granny. So it, it, it was hard yeah. to end. Um, there was a lot of times where we had to kind of step back and kind of elbow each other and go. Was there ever a time that you just messed up or you, you kind of said something? How'd you respond and, and kind oh, of yeah. fix that with the kids? I'll tell you, probably looking back, one of the hardest for me was um, my family. We have a lot of strong family traditions at Christmas. Mm. And I wanted my stepsons just to fit in that seamlessly and um probably at the very beginning, I kind of forgot that they had this whole other extended family on their mom's side. And I was just like, but ours is so fun, but it wasn't a competition. So I really, I had to, I had to step back and like Dan said, we had to check our ego quite a bit. And, and, you know, it's, it's not always welcomed from the other side. You know, it's not always that they're going, Oh, I want to participate in this, what you're trying to do. Um, Oftentimes you end up in court cases, you know, with ex-spouses we never expose that to, to the children. They, okay. they never knew it from us. Mm-hmm. They may find out from uh, an ex-spouse. Uh, you know, I think extended family. It's just like Lori's parents, when they come in and, and see uh, you know, her ex-spouse, well, they're hugging and, I mean, I, I'm not replacing that, that relationship. That's where you have to check your ego. And you often get called the wrong name. And so, and you just roll with it, you know? And and you just, you have to do that. And literally you're doing that not only for your, for yourself and and for your, and for your relationship with your, your spouse, but for your children. Mm. So they don't see a friction. They don't have to feel, they can laugh along with it and, and keep rolling. Yeah. It sounds like being intentional takes a lot of effort and energy that many people will never see mm-hmm. that's a, oh, yeah. and your kids may never see uh, you know having older kids have they ever come back and, and said hey I recognize that this you, you, or thank you have you ever have you had that yet we yeah. have yeah we have so our kids are um, all older and um, on their own and it's been really neat that they'll come back and say things like um, oh my gosh I I just thought Dan was you know always, you know, 
I'm trying to, I can't think of an example. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's wonderful. It. That's yeah. It. wonderful. You know, that he was always the leader of our house and they have no idea of what we did behind the scenes to make that happen. Yeah. I think they just recognize how hard it was. You know, they, yes. they when they were living it, they didn't know, but now they can see it. They have their own friends. They, you know, and so I think they've, I don't think they've ever really said thank you, but you can just tell in their attitude yeah. towards mm-hmm. us that they, that they appreciate it, um, which is wonderful. And and they choose to spend time with us now. My, you know, we think of them as our kids, but you know, her my my kids treat her like a mom. I mean, they also have a mom, but they treat her like a mom, and her kids treat me like I'm a dad now. And so that's been earned over time. But it, it wasn't like that in the beginning. So that's one of the ways you know is the way you're being treated. And, yeah. I think I think of our, our oldest where she now is doing the same work behind the scenes to make sure that her dad is not placed in an awkward position uh, with her mom. And, and I, don't, I don't need that. We don't, we don't need that. But uh, as, as she has our first grandbaby. And so that, that, those birthday parties, she tries to work that so there's not this yeah. awkward time for, for us. And she doesn't need to do that, but that, so that's she's, she's that's getting it. That's her way of yeah. saying thank you. Is I, mm-hmm. I recognize that I can make this better. Yeah. You and, know, and so for you know, I'm just thinking of of if someone's watching, of just going, you might be right in the middle of it, and just continue pressing into being intentional and putting the kids first, so that when they do become adults, they'll be able to to recognize those things. You made a great point, Bobby. And they may not say thank you. Yeah. But they do finally understand. Yeah. They do understand. They finally understand, and they look back and they go, "Oh, now I can see what was happening." That's huge. And um, so you have to stay the course. That's huge. Well, I think know. also communicating with your spouse and being intentional with your kids, but having that one-on-one communication without the kids—it was so so important for us. Yeah. That's that's awesome. And just uh, the the dynamics that come about uh, in the middle of raising a blended family is just there's so many and like I said we can go and talk on so many but the the big one that always comes up anytime we talk about this is discipline Mm -hmm. how do we discipline together what are the rules what's successful there's so many different questions that come about and so Dan we'll start with you uh what what worked for you I, I think the Probably the main thing is early on, um, I didn't try to be the heavy with her kids. Um, okay. You know, I think and you even kind of wanted me to be that in the beginning. But I said, you know, I, I haven't earned that place yet. And so early on, I wanted to be someone they respected and trusted. Um, but when it came to the real discipline part for her kids, I would let her do it. Um, and, and, and the same with mine. And we would talk behind the scenes. If we had a disagreement, we might go back and talk about it and maybe even adjust a bit. Um, but, but in those early days we clearly let each other uh, discipline the other's, the other's children. And, but there was a point over time when, when that changed. And I can remember one specifically when, uh, you know, her son told her to shut up. And, you know, I kind of raised my voice and said, uh, that's my wife. Mm. You can't talk to her that way. That's your mother. You must respect her and you can't talk to her that way. And because I had never done that, he really took it seriously, apologized, and, and you know, it, it worked. It was just fine. Um, but, you know, but that was an example. Of, so you do reach a point where you can engage and be a part of it. I think, you know, as a young mother, the kind of the thing that I was always taught is rules without relationships lead to rebellion. And I feel like that Dan took the time to build that relationship before we ever started any discipline each other. And 
even today, even to this day, we play good cop, bad cop, where we're not both on them at once. And um, yeah. he, we still kind of take the lead with our own kids, but because he has that relationship, the respect that that my children have for him is unbelievable. That's awesome. That's nice. Lori, what about you? What, what worked for you guys? So the same. We um, parented a lot like Dan and Judy did. We decided early on that um, I would take care of the discipline for my kiddos and Todd would take care of it for his kiddos. And um, as respect was earned for the other, um, we would start playing a role, but it may be just being in the room, you know, being a figure there. Yeah, um, and I mean, unless I was thinking, <laughs> I may look to him and be like, okay, I need help. Um, and the respect part was big. Todd tended really not to ever say much unless there was disrespect, you know, that was brought into, and then he would step in. And in the same fashion, he didn't step up um, a lot in front of the kids. So when he did, it was the, it got their attention. They were like, oh, he means business. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Now, for me, I, there was a phrase that I remember vividly in middle school because I was a perfect angel in middle school, <laughs> yeah. saying to my stepdad, you're not my dad. Yeah. Did that ever happen with you guys? Did you, did you I never that? got that. I did. Um, normally, if the only time, as Lori said, that I was brought in was she would literally go, can you help me? I mean, she would say this with one of the children sitting there. Can you help me to convey to him or her what I'm trying to say? Because I'm not getting through. And, um, and I don't know that it always worked either. But I do know that when they crossed the line, you know, that when we spoke, that they, that they listened. I never, I, they never said to me, you're not my dad. Um, I... I always made it very clear I wasn't their dad. That was no, yeah, that, yeah. that, um, that you've got a dad, you respect your dad. Um, but I think I think for us, them understanding the two of us are together was something they had to learn, and they had to know y'all you're not y'all not breaking up either, are you? Or because I'm not investing my time uh, yeah. and energy in you yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna do it too. But once they understood that we were together, then, which was, I would say, it was a year or so, mm. then we could sit down together with them. And again, it may be the, the, the parent, the biological parent that's actually correcting something, but the other one's there, yeah. you know, in support of that. Yeah. So. so it sounds like you guys have, what about you guys? Did you ever hear that? I don't remember ever hearing that either. I mean, very similar to, to Todd. We, we just didn't, you know, I, I actually acknowledged the other parents and, and you know, yeah. we would talk about it in that way. And so in some cases there might be discipline that would be different uh, where they might do, you know, they might do something different on the other side. So we would talk about that. Um, and that there is a different way of parenting and, and it is a choice. And we're not always saying ours is better than theirs, but this is the way we do it. And, mm -hmm. and so this is what the rules will be at our house, mm -hmm. which is really hard for the kids, right? They have yeah. some different rules in different houses, but, um, but yeah, they, yeah. So, but you just try to explain it to yeah. them. I think I was afraid of that. I was afraid okay. there was for a my fear. stepsons to say, you're not my mom. Yeah. So I feel like I, I, I worked really hard not to try to be their mom, yeah. but to be an authority figure. So it's, it's a little bit about hard line, but I, re I remember thinking, well, I don't want them to ever say, you're not my mom. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I think that you also should, should never apologize for the fact that you may discipline 
children that live in the same house differently. Mm-hmm. And um, just because that's not the way that you're having to learn each other in how to discipline. So you have to give each other a break. And so, but the kids, you know, they're going to say, well, so-and-so, they did this, they get away with it or whatever. Well, not only are you disciplined this person for whatever this this problem is, they're being disciplined by their ex, your yeah. ex-spouse. Yes. And so you're, you're playing a three-way game of trying your best to do what's best for this child. And um, so that can be tricky, you know, at times. Yeah, it, and it sounds like with, even with managing with ex-spouses and extended family and discipline, communication between you two is essential, mm-hmm. right? So what did y'all do? What are some practical things that you did to make sure we're going to stay on the same page? Well, I, I would say we're, off, we're oftentimes not on the same page, <laughs> right? Yes. right? Yeah. But, but they never knew that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. we would get behind closed doors and work yeah. it out. We would talk about it before we would ever go have gotcha. a conversation with the child mm-hmm. just to see where did we stand, um, how are we going to work through this, did we always agree? No. Mm-hmm. But we at least knew, so one of us went blindsided, you know, by, that's how you handle that? Right. Because <laughs> yeah. you've got all these kids living under the same roof, and potentially their consequences are different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, we, we, we talked some about it probably before we were married, but honestly, you can't talk about nearly enough at the mm-hmm. beginning to really handle it. But it, So there's a lot of conversations after the fact behind closed doors. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, and I, I think also you have to kind of be fluid. Like I had some pretty strict rules, yeah, but yeah, my stepsons did. didn't necessarily have those same strict rules at their mom's house. And so I had to kind of check my ego and I had to kind of stop and say, who cares if they don't eat their carrots? You wow. know, I don't want yeah. my house to be a bad place. Yeah. I can remember. Yeah. She changed some rules. I, I, I just that. changed them for everybody. Cause I thought I, I don't, I don't want to be, you just have to be fluid. You have to be flexible. Flexible, man. So what I hear from you today when it talks about, when we're talking about raising a, a blended family, it's all about communication. That's a huge one between you specifically and making sure you, you guys are on the same page. And even if you're off the, the same page, you go regroup before you get in front of the kids. So communication is key. Uh, the other one is keeping the, the, the focus on the kids. What's best for them? Not necessarily, I may be upset or this may be awkward for me, but what's best for my kids Mm -hmm. and then uh, lastly of us understanding that uh, we got to be flexible I think that's a key not only for you guys but for the kids as well learning what flexibility looks like is just a a huge takeaway for us so I just want to say thank you for sharing uh, about your your families today Uh, those of you watching just uh, wanting you to know that we have a ton of resources on raising blended families on empoweredhomes.org we got uh, worksheets we have uh, outlines and discussion questions for you to access Uh, guys thank you so much for being with us 